Are you letting past experiences hold you back from getting what you want? Hey, Summit Chasers, welcome to another episode of Voices of Impact, the podcast where you can learn strategies to amplify your influence and impact. I have the absolute privilege of hosting Deanna Radulescu, an amazing woman whose life journey takes us from the shadows of abuse and adversity into the light of success and self-empowerment. Deanna faced confronting challenges that honestly would break many, but her story is really a testament to the human spirit's unyielding strength. From overcoming sex trafficking and addiction to becoming the VP of a thriving business and the voice behind the Label Free Podcast, her journey is not just about survival. It's about thriving beyond those labels that once defined her. So join us as we explore the power of reframing trauma, building self-confidence, and rewriting the narrative of our lives. This is an episode about shedding the past and embracing the future, and it starts right now. Hey, Deanna, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to dig into this conversation with you. Thank you for having me, Like, We're going to make an impact in our conversation. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's do it. So to kick us off, my favorite question to ask is just looking back on your life and your or your career, whatever it might be, what is a pivotal moment or experience that set you on the path to where you are now? I think I've had several pivotal moments. Uh, I don't know. I think every single one has had an impact on where I am today. And so I don't really know where to start. I mean, I guess like the main one for having my podcast where I'm at right now is just going through the loss of my late husband, loss of my life, and really just growing a lot and healing a lot of those broken pieces inside of me to, to be comfortable talking about some of the things I've been through. What is that? What does that journey look like for you? The healing part has not been pretty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that everyone is broken in some way. You know, we're all, we all have pieces that are broken inside of us. No one is perfect. And some of us are more broken than others. And so it takes a lot, a lot longer and a lot more work to, to heal those pieces. And sometimes those pieces aren't fully healed. You know, something can trigger us and, and pull that, you know, that scab off and mm-hmm. wound is open and fresh again. You know, but I've I've really just worked hard on deciding every day, just regardless of everything I've been through, all the trauma, you know, because there, I didn't really believe in PTSD until I've gone through so much and I, I've started getting right. triggered a lot. Right. And, you know, after my husband passed and I decided like, okay, man, I need to fix this. You know, I need to really like be a, awake and acknowledge the things that are triggering me, why it's triggering me and what I need to, to heal on the inside of me to not get triggered because, you know, that's just not a way to live. Number one, um, it, it's not been pretty, a lot of counseling, you know, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of alone time. I think people that run from being alone are some of the most damaged people. Like if you don't know how to just sit with yourself and be happy, like you have some work to do. Yeah. Absolutely. I think um, something that is so interesting and with with trauma and different triggers and things like that, something that I have tried to start to do lately is to reframe some of those things. Because let's say about like we have all gone through it, right? We've all gone through different things that have impacted us in different ways. And then but then there's this process that we go through where we will then relive that same experience for 20 years. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's like, why do we do this to ourselves? It's so, and it can be so hard to break that cycle of reliving that trauma or that pain or that experience over and over and over again. But the power in 
being able to reframe those situations and stop putting yourself through it can be huge and just like release such a weight off of your shoulders too. Yeah. I find if you are reliving something over and over again, you're not learning a lesson in it. That's mm -hmm. true for myself. And I know it's true yeah. for a lot of other people. Like if there's something that's happening that is very like you're, it's like deja vu. So you got to like kind of sit in that moment and, re and understand what is that lesson that whoever your higher power is, I believe in God. What, what is God trying to teach you in this moment? What is the universe trying to teach you? Like that, why you have not, are continuing to, to live in this vicious cycle? Because there's something there that you have not learned yet and that you have not grown from to move past it. I think that's huge. I think that is absolutely huge because you're right. Like if we're putting ourselves through it over and over again, maybe it is to get us to that point to be able to recognize the lesson. So I think that's going to be something that's super helpful for people to think about that next time they get triggered. Yeah. Let's let's think, what's my lesson here? What can I learn? Maybe it's learning that you are so power powerful and that you yeah. got through a horrendous situation and you know that you will you'll you'll do it differently next time or you will be able to navigate something differently to allow yourself to move forward and not have that happen. Or if it's something that was completely out of your control, then you look at yourself and you're like, holy shit, I'm a badass. Like I got through that. Yeah. It was horrible and it was painful but I am so strong because I got through that. So I think, I think that that is really, really cool. Um, and just a, a nice way to be able to reframe things to help you break that cycle of getting into that loop over and over again, because it'll keep, it'll keep you back. That's for sure. Absolutely. It's big or small. It's, you got to grow past it one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Yep. Something that I want to chat about with you, um, with your podcast, the label free podcast, I love that concept of living label free. So let's dive into that. What are sure. what are some of the labels that you had put on yourself that were not serving you? Oh my gosh. I think, I mean, you're a woman. You live in today's world. I think that we are all ingrained with like just those basic insecurities, number one. Number two, mm -hmm. our life experiences, tra traumatic experiences, how we've grown up. Like all these things impact us and we carry these labels around. And I, you know, and I like to think like, like the, like a sticker is on your back with the, the word, like, okay, so abused, not worth it. Um, human trafficker, you know, sex work, um, widow, like fat, ugly, you know, so just whatever, like, though, I, like we carry these on. It's like, we got all these stickers all, all around us. Right. And when I started the podcast, I was just like, I was stepping into this, this heal, like stepping into healing, this, like I had kind of, um, emancipated myself from, I started not completely started emancipating myself from all of these negative experiences, the negative traumas, the negative labels, you know, and I hadn't really seen those until after my husband passed. And I was really forced just to be with myself for a while and just be alone. And I just wanted to like, I was ready to just deal with those and, and look those in the face or, you know, just kind of like deal with it head on. And as I started doing the podcast and talking to other people, I also was healing more by having those conversations because being label free means something different to everyone. I just shared with you a story before we started recording and like, it can be very basic, but it could also have a, a huge impact, right? right. A, a label is something, you know, we have to define things, right? Define, not label. Okay. Your mm -hmm. title is not your label. You know, they're like who you, like what you do in life is not a label of who you are. 
And so I like to kind of make sure that I distinguish what that means. I think a label is very limiting. I think that it, if we label ourselves, we are placing judgment on ourselves and, th- and making ourselves think that we are unable to do something or we're not worthy. We're not deserving. We're not loved, right? I mean, all these things are like kind of like a, a tape that goes over, over and over and over in our head. And once we decide to let those, just drop those labels and just, just stand in our truth and just love ourselves unconditionally and, and uh, appreciate the things that we've been through, to me, that's living a life of, of label free, not letting anything hold you back, just continuing to push forward and know that, you know, you are worth it. Yeah, absolutely. That is so beautiful, too. And I think, uh, like you said, it's going to mean something different to different people. But being able to establish what it means to you and then understanding the impact that it can have if you choose to live with more self, it's almost like just having more self love and acceptance yes. of who you are and what you've been through, right? Oh yeah. So Big time. specific to you and what you have been through, and we talked briefly about it at the start, but um, how did some of the labels that you had placed on yourself hold you back? So, I mean, I'm going to go into a little lengthy story. My late husband and I, we were power partners in business, right? I was, I'm very business oriented. Like I've, I've naturally have a strong business sense. However, when we were, would be out traveling, we traveled three weeks out of the month. He was the one that was always talking. And I always told him in the back, like sitting, I'm like, I'm not going to be in the back seat forever. Cause I wasn't passionate about what we did. It was like, it was automotive. We transmissions, like it's not something I'm interested in, but on the business side, I was very strong. I made a lot of the decisions to make the, the company profitable. I made, I, I closed the biggest deal in my whole career. I got a $20 million contract over the course of four years. So I, I did a lot of great things and I got a lot of experience from being in the role that I was, but I had never really used my voice, you know, and I, I told him, I said, I'm not going to do this forever. Well, unfortunately he's not around any, anymore to, to see me where I am today. And so for me, it, it's just so important to, to use my voice now and to stand, to, to speak about things that I believe in and to make a lasting positive impact on the world. Cause I think that is very, very necessary. Absolutely. And I think it can be hard too when you're when you're in a relationship like that where uh, he's he's doing all the speaking and you're like, okay, right. I guess I should just sit back and keep my mouth shut for a little bit and let him do his thing. But you being able to realize that this is not who I am. Like I right. have a voice and what I what I have to say is so important and impactful and valuable. And the the fact that you were able to recognize that and then say, no, I'm going to go and do something about it and then start a podcast where yeah. your job is literally speaking now, right? And connecting yeah. <laughs> with individuals. Yeah. It was amazing. hard. Though. It was hard to get to this place. So I'm not going to lie. When I started the the fashion design business, I literally had to get comfortable with doing like that five, that five minute elevator pitch. And that was really the beginning of me starting to use my voice. I forced myself to go to networking events, to meet new people, to talk to them about what I do. And, and it was, it's been a long journey it has not been easy because I like, you know, we all have, and like I said before, we have all these basic insecurities and, and it's just like that, that fear of being rejected, that fear of being judged. You know, you have to get to a place where you just don't care. Like people are going right. to judge you. There's, some people are going to reject you and it doesn't matter. Life continues to move on. Those aren't your tribe, right? Those people aren't part of your tribe. Let them go. It doesn't matter because there are going to be more people that are going to show up and be a part of your tribe. Yes, Absolutely. 
uh, like a thousand percent. And I think it's so important because I will say for me personally, that's something that held me back from wanting to show up and, and create maybe like personal brand on social media or even to do this podcast. It's like, I got so caught up in my head about what are people going to think? What if I say something wrong? What if I, I, I don't know, all of those things, right? All of yeah. those insecurities. And you're so right that it's like your people are going to find you. Oh yeah. And the people that are not for you are not for you. And it literally doesn't matter. It yeah. does not matter. You are, you will never please absolutely everybody. And I think once you take that pressure off of yourself of feeling like you need to please everybody or need to be for everybody, it just allows you to show up as you are and then connect with the right people. And those are going to be the people that fulfill you and you fulfill them and you provide value to them and they provide value to you. And it becomes I think much more mutually beneficial, right? Because you're not yeah, forcing for sure. your thoughts and, and your voice onto people that just are not for you. Yeah. I mean, there's nine, what, 9 billion people in the world. Like, yeah. and now with technology, we are connected to people all over. I mean, I talk to people all over the, all over the planet, like almost every single day. And so it's like, don't worry if someone don't like you because there's someone on the other side of the world that's going to love you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yep. I love that. And it's like I said, it's such a freeing concept too, to realize like we, and I think the other thing that, that people can get wrapped up in is thinking that like you, your, you yourself are like, I am so important. It's like, everybody is so caught up in their own heads and their own minds. Oh yeah. They don't care that much. Right. That? Like it's not like, they don't care that much. It's not yeah. that serious. No. What you're, what you might've said a week ago, is going to be in their head for two seconds and gone. And they're going to be right. thinking about what they need to get done. Right. But I think that sometimes we get so caught up in our own heads that what we've said is this like big thing that somebody's going to hold on to. And it's like, no, they're worried about their own stuff. They're worried about their own life. Oh yeah. I, I replace some things sometimes and I'm just like, why am I, yeah. why am I like obsessing over this? Cause they don't care. You know, you got to right. tell yourself, you don't, don't obsess, let it go, let life flow and just move on. Yep. So with, um, when you were talking about it being really hard to use your voice, like you decided that this was going to be something that you wanted to push yourself to do. Um, and you talk about yeah. being label free and, and just removing some of those insecurities. Great. You make the decision, but then you have to put the work in, right? So what oh, does that look like for people to like truly adopt living without constantly labeling themselves or judging themselves? What does that look like? Um... You know, I mean, obviously, I think it's that we're all, no matter what, no matter what our belief system is, no matter what we decide to do to put ourselves in a very healthy emotional place, you know, it's always a work in process, you know, like it, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't, it, you, it's something you got to work on for the rest of your life. You know, I mean, there's some days I wake up and I, you know, I'm not having the best day and I have to work on reframing my, my mindset so that I'm living in this space of not having limiting beliefs, not having this negative self-talk and, and ultimately living my best life label free. And so, um, one of the major ones that was really hard for me, which was interesting was the, the widow being labeled a widow. I did not realize what that was going to feel like. Right. I mean, obviously I didn't want that to happen at all, but I had, I had mourned my husband. I knew he wasn't going to make it. He was very sick for a long time. But after he had passed and I started like putting myself out there in the world, not only like 
bit people that we did business with, some of the men, like kind of like real creepy reaching out to me just because I was a widow, like wanting to like offer me help, but not in a good way. Like they were looking for something in return. That's how I, how I felt. And that's how it came off. But, but then also just like people expect you to kind of like just crawl up into a ball and disappear and not continue to live your life. Like shame on you for moving on and starting your life over and living in this living out loud, basically. Like, I think that this idea of widows are supposed to be like, like locked up in the house and just live the remaining years of their life, not like um, enjoying life. And that's just not what I was going to do. You know, I know I was a good wife. I put, I was with him for almost half my life when he passed and I did everything I could to, to help him, to help him get well. I mean, even when I was administering dialysis, he was still injecting steroids. So you can't help someone who's doing that. Right. And so when I started dating, like putting myself out there, which God, God bless any woman that's out there dating. Cause it's not fun. <laughs> it sucks. Just that, like, I couldn't really tell, like when they asked me when I go on a first date or something, they asked me like, oh, tell me a little bit about your story. Like if I told them I was a widow, it was like immediately, like I was like sign of the cross, black widow, stay away from her. And like, they weren't interested in really talking to me anymore. I mean, I'm remarried now and I've got a great husband, but mm -hmm. that was a, I mean, aside from all the other negative labels that I've put on myself from my experiences, that was a real interesting one that I had not really prepared to experience because, you know, I, I mean, it's like you're, you've got, um, malaria or something. You're, you're just like, you've got some kind of disease that you, no one can be by you. It, it, it was, it was wild. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. How did you, uh, find yourself breaking away from that one? Did you like, did you find yourself when you were dating that you stopped saying that you were widowed or what did you actually do to move past that? So after all of my experiences with men, like, in, you know, right after my husband passed, I got involved with another abusive guy. He was 10 years younger than me and just really kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And I, it took me a good year to get rid of him. Maybe no, 10 months, 10 months to 11 months to get rid of him. And I was like, what am I doing? Why am I falling back into bad habits? It was like going through that trauma of losing my husband, like put me back like 20 years. And so I had to really work on myself. And so I just stayed single for a long time. And I, once I started dating again, and like I, if I, if I saw one red flag, it was like, that was it. I'm done. I'd block them. I'd move on, you know? And then I'd slowly, and I just decided that if someone cannot handle like any of my story of my past, then why would I even consider having any type of future with them? So if I couldn't talk freely about, they wanted to get to know me here, here, this is who I am. This is what I've been through as far as my life, you know, blah, blah, blah. If they can't handle it. Then, oh, well, see you later. Bye. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm great. You, you're not so great if you can't accept someone for what they've been through. It's not who I am. It's just what I've been through. It's my life experience. So I had a very, very short, short, uh, like I, I just, yeah, toleration. I would not tolerate very much when I started dating. Yeah, I think that that's huge too. And and it goes back to what we were saying, like your people will be your people because yeah. they accept you for who you are. They accept you as you show up for your experiences. And I think that that's huge too. What you said there about, I am not my past, right? right? This is what I have been through. But that, is, that does not define who I am today. Yeah. And the growth that I've had because of that past, right? So I think that's really important too. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, What are some of, the changes that you saw 
when you decided to take away that self-judgment and the labels that you were putting on yourself? The the self-love, being in love Mm -hmm. with yourself. um, The changes that I saw was just like uh, unwavering acceptance. And I've always been a very confident woman. So like that something, but there is a different type of confidence. And I'd have to say that I've always led with the masculine just because of what I've been through, like the, the abuse and just like that, that, that was like a protection mode for me is just leading with that masculine side. As I've moved into this major healing and like not living this label free life, I have learned to embrace my feminine side and my softer side, which has been so beautiful and so freeing for me. And so I, I would encourage any woman that's listening out there that is leading from the masculine side. There's some stuff going on there that you need to fix because that's not natural for us to be a great leader, to be confident are beautiful things, but we don't need to lead with that side of us. We are, it should be okay for us to be soft, sensitive, and embrace that feminine goddess energy that we have because it is absolutely beautiful. And so it has brought me so much joy and peace in my heart that I can't even like, I almost want to cry right now. I can't even like really explain it because of how beautiful it is. Yeah, that's amazing. And something that uh, I didn't realize you and I are very connected on in that sense. I spent, I was married for, you know, this podcast is not about me. I'm not going to make it. Okay, but our stories Uh, all matter. (laughs) (laughs) I I spent almost 10 years married, um, got married very, very young. I was 23 when I got married and did not realize until I chose to leave that marriage that I was in my masculine and 90% of the time. Yeah. Like, and it was not true to me. And I didn't realize how much of me I lost mm-hmm. until I got out of that relationship. And I was like, okay, we're actually finding finding me again. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm actually very bubbly. Like when I, before I was very, very reserved and just oh, yeah. like, sat back and um, was, was an executive in a pretty big company and also led with my masculine there too. So within the last couple of years now getting out of that situation and choosing me I remember this sounds terrible but when he left I did not cry I think I mourned the relationship while I was still in it yeah so then when when it was said and done when I was like hey no I'm, I'm done and he got out of the house I was so happy I just felt like light and free and I started to find my feminine again and I'm now in a fantastic relationship where I'm able to fully be in my feminine. The interesting thing, though, is do you find that your masculine creeps in? Because my partner and I now work together, and I realize that when I'm in work mode, that masculine comes back, and I like I need to find a way to kind of break that because I don't I don't want to always sit in that when I'm working either. I think that's a, a delicate balance. I mean, if that's a part of you that takes over, I I don't know. Like that's a great question. I don't know if I really find myself in that anymore just because I work by myself. You know, my husband, he's a he's a Chicago police officer. You can't get any more masculine than that, right? <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, I, I I don't know. That's a great question. I'd have to think about that. But I think that that serves you in work, right? If that is something that you're leading yeah. with to get shit done, like what's wrong with that? Right. Don't go anywhere. This is just a quick word for our amazing sponsors at Koyos. In a world craving customized solutions, Koyos stands out by offering tailored leadership solutions. Their cutting-edge AI delves deep into personality insights that empowers leaders and business owners to adapt their approach to each team member's unique psychological profile. The result? 
a surge in motivation and productivity that traditional one-size-fits-all methods cannot match. But they don't stop there. Koyos crafts synergistic teams by bringing together diverse personalities, creating an environment where innovation isn't just encouraged, it's actually inevitable. Imagine being able to pinpoint exactly what your team is missing to perform at their best, or have a clear understanding of a new hire's fit, how to lead and get the best out of them. Koyos is helping us redefine leadership and unleashing our clients and your team's potential. Start your journey today and lead with confidence tomorrow. Hit the link below and use code SUMMIT10 at checkout to receive 10% off for the first three months. Now, back to the episode. Um, anywho, back to your message around the label free. So what are some of the most common labels that you've found people actually put on themselves or have had given to them by others? Oh, you know, I think a lot of labels, I mean, it just uh, just goes under trauma a lot of trauma. There are so many people that have experienced so many things at very deep levels in their life that is just, it's shocking. Right. And so I, I really truly believe everybody has a story. I wouldn't, I can't really specifically nail one thing, but I mean, a lot of men and women experience a lot of abuse when they're younger. I mean, some of the men that have experienced sexual abuse from their fathers, I, it blown my mind. I, I mean, it just, you know, and I give them, I applaud them for being vulnerable to speak about it. But I think that the underlying worst label is just the trauma that people carry with them, no matter what it is, what they've been through, that is very hard for them to overcome. Because you can go either one way, right? You can go this way, you can go that way. Sometimes we go this way before we come back or back around, right? I mean, not everybody is lucky enough to to be alive after experiencing a lot of trauma. You know, they get involved in drugs, wrong people. You know, they end up not living a very long life. I was actually just watching the thing on Aaron Carter. That poor kid was 30 some years old when he died because he was addicted to drugs and he lived a very big life. And that's just like, you know, like he's dealt with, he was dealing with some trauma he never really talked about. And so, you know, it's just, that's just something that I really love to encourage people that you're, you're not alone in your in your pain that you have on the inside. It's just a matter of working through that pain, getting to the other side of it to know that you're not damaged, you're lovable, you are worthy. Because at the root of everything, we have to start loving ourselves. And once we start loving ourselves, we can start healing those broken parts. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, being able to <clears throat> accept yourself for the different things that you've been through instead of thinking that you're at fault right yeah. especially in those abuse situations um you end up for whatever reason putting it on yourself oh yeah and blaming yourself absolutely and it, especially when you're young when you're little you know because we are so impressionable this is like psychology tells us from zero to eight years old those are the most impressionable times of our lives so if you are in an abusive home and you're experiencing all that that's what you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life until you start dealing with that shit I remember when I started going, excuse me, I didn't mean to swear, but I remember when I started going to counseling in my early twenties, the counselor's like, he, he told me, he's like, you're ahead of the game. Most people don't start dealing with this stuff until they're in their forties. And I'm just like, I have to change this narrative for not only for me, but for my family, you know? And so it just was important to me to start dealing with that. And I mean, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a gentleman on my show that was sexually abused by, by his father that was sticking needles in his penis when he was five years old. 
started to be so abrupt. He gave him a fork and spoon to dig a hole in the basement floor. So like, I forget what the, what the reason was, but just so much, his father did so much to him. He ended up like becoming a psychologist, believe it or not. Okay. But then became addicted to pills like right before when he, and then after when he became addicted to pills, he didn't realize what his addiction was for. And it was because his father passed away and he was never able to confront his father. He had to go to rehab and start like uncovering all this stuff, like everything he had gone through. And it was just like for a man to have been through that and carry that with that him his whole life, you know, luckily he got help because he probably wouldn't be here to share that story when there are so many yeah. other men out there that have may have gone through something similar, which is just bizarre to me. Like, holy cow. But God bless. Thank God he did the work. And now he's here. He wrote a book and he's he's, you know, sharing his story, which is commendable. Absolutely. And I think especially for men, right? Like, oh, God, it yeah. is so uncommon for them to be vulnerable and for them to speak about those things. But the power that lies in vulnerability, both from anybody, from men, men or women, but I think specifically men, when they let other men know that they're not alone, like I've been through it. I understand where you're coming from and can just give that support. I think it's hugely impactful, hugely impactful and absolutely commendable, like you said. Um, what are some of the wins that you've seen within your community where people have taken on the message that you're, you're giving? Well, you know, I get, I've got over 400 five-star reviews on my, my show. I try not to get caught up in that stuff. Cause there's a lot, as you know, there's a lot that goes into producing a show like ours, you know, like your podcast. When I get these like alerts that I've got these messages of these reviews and I read them and it's just like, it almost makes me cry because it's hard to believe that I'm, this work is impacting so many and some of the, I'll just share some of the recent ones with you. Hold on. Where is it? Where is it? God does not, hold on. God does not give everyone the ability to inspire people. Listening to your podcast makes me think that you are one of the few people who has the ability to inspire people in a great way. I'm so glad I found this podcast. Special thanks to Deanna because every word you say is easy to understand. So, you know, just like reviews like that or this one, this podcast is worth listening to wherever you may be on your life's path. Every episode teaches me something new about who I am and the relationships I have. The observations, ideas, and recommendations from Deanna are quite insightful and well-considered. Well worth the time you spend listening. So like, just like that, I mean, I, I get, I get numerous of them, numerous of them all the time. And it just is like, it humbles me, you know? Yeah. Fills your heart and lets you know that you're doing exactly what you should be doing. Oh yeah. And that's for so sure. amazing. That's absolutely incredible. Um, what are some of the tips that you could give as people are listening to this? And I'm sure that they're probably starting to realize some of the labels that they've put on themselves or that other people have given them that they might not have been aware of before hearing a bit more about this. What are some of those things that they can do to start to disconnect and uh, I guess take away those barriers of going for what they want? Sure. I think that there's a level of self-trust that needs to happen. You know, if you are showing up for yourself daily, you know, or setting a goal and making that and actually achieving that goal is a way to achieve that self-trust. And once you get that self-trust, their confidence comes with that, right? 
And then with that confidence, you can start looking and dealing with some of these things that you, this negative self-talk that you give yourself, the negative self-talk that of your labels or negative self-talk that you've heard some, someone else say to someone else say to you, you know, maybe like your husband or ex-boyfriend, father, mother, whatever. And then you can start realizing that those labels, that's a false narrative, you know, but you have to trust yourself first. Right. And, and I think there's a lot of people that don't show up for themselves and that's where yeah. they, they, that just feeds into their insecurities that feeds into that negative self-talk that feeds into those negative labels. And so I really encourage people to start like take baby steps, do one small goal, com like complete it. So my goal for yeah. this month was to, I was going to do dry January. I love wine. I love drinking red wine. Like red wine is my favorite. It's like my crack, but I'm just like, you know what? I just, am like, I had a great last year. I ended with the bang. We had a lot of fun. I just want to do a dry January. Mm -hmm. So I started off, I, you know, have I wanted a glass of wine? Sure. But I have not done it. And I've been in, I went to the club with my girlfriend and my husband the other night, they were drinking, doing shots. And I'm like, no, I can have fun without it. I'm just going to sit here, dance and have fun. And I just showed up for myself. That feeling of showing up for yourself and sticking to your goal, sticking to what you said you were going to do creates integrity. It just builds that self-confidence and allows you just to know that you, that you are worthy. You love yourself enough to just stick to what you said you were going to do. Cause I think that is like a very fundamental breakdown that happens in people that they don't realize the kind of impact that it has on them internally when they don't show up for themselves and don't stick to what they say they're going to do. You can, if your word means nothing, what does that say about you? That's yep. one thing. I start there. That's a basic principle. You start there and grow from there. Yes. I, love that. I almost want to like mic drop that on. <laughs> like that is so good. And something that I, I think is, is a great place to start too, because it's not overwhelming, right? Like yeah. if you tell yourself, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow morning, get up and go to the gym tomorrow morning. Yeah. If you tell yourself, I'm not going to have the brownie after dinner, don't touch the brownie, go grab some fruit, like little, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to last for a week or two weeks or three months, whatever it might be. Yeah. It could be so small, but if you start, like you said, taking those baby steps and doing what you say you're going to do for yourself, the impact that that will have on your self-confidence and the trust in yourself is going to be huge. Huge. And it doesn't yeah. feel like a lot of work, right? Because there are just little things on your day-to-day -day as, you're, as you're navigating through uh, yeah. what you need to get done. So when shifting gears here a little bit, when you're gone, what impact do you want to have made? You know, I've thought about this. So my mom has always said to live your legend, right? And so I, I really have embraced that. She's been a, a positive influence in my life. We haven't always had the best relationship. I'm sure like most people, you know, you go through ups and downs, in your teenage years, young adulthood, finding your way. Um, but she's always like been very steadfast in her positive message to me and my siblings. And what the work I'm doing now, like our work that we're doing now, unless they eradicate all the platforms is going to be around forever. It's going to be a, a, when I pass and the, it, it, it's going to be out there forever to people for people to access. I mean, episodes that I made years ago are still getting downloads and still getting reaching people. So I know that I am leaving a legacy behind of inspiration, of truth, right? of just like a gift for people to 
hopefully embrace a positive narrative of themselves moving forward to wherever we end up in this universe, whether it's on the moon, in space, whatever, that they can tap into those to the, the stories of my guests and know that no matter what they're going through and wherever they are in life, that, that it's, it's, it's not forever and that you can, you are not what your experiences are. You are completely whatever you want to be and um, that it, it, anything's possible. That is beautiful. So beautiful. I got chills while you were talking. Wow. I thought I was going on a tangent there. I'm like, okay, wait. <laughs> like, no. No, but I feel like the no. work I'm doing right now is leaving a legacy behind. And, yeah. you know, that if, I, if I'm gone tomorrow, God forbid, right? But if I'm gone tomorrow, there's going to be all these incredible stories that are out there with my positivity and my vibe, my, my thumbprint on it, that is going to, that the whole world has access to for the, for the rest of eternity, unless things blow up and they, take away podcasting but right right <laughs> you know <laughs> that's amazing okay final question for you which we ask on any of our summit chasers podcast series what summit are you currently chasing what summit am i currently chasing well i'm like i'm really on a mission to just continue to spread this message in a way that's more impactful, whether it is guest speaking, getting on a stage, which scares the crap out of me. But I feel like that's the next step for me. I want to write a book. I want to write a book. So that's like kind of in the background and just um, really continue to touch people's lives in a positive way and really just stay in this place of, of gratitude and in abundance and joy, because I think that, you know, when we can be examples for other people, it'll give them permission to step into that light and to step into that abundance and being grateful and joy and all that too. I am telling people it's okay to be this way. And so I just want to be a, an example for them to live in their light. You know, like don't, you don't have to be in the darkness. You don't have to be there. Come on out. Come join me over here. It's good over here. Yeah, it's way more fun over here. <laughs> way more fun over here. I bring the energy. Let's go. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, thank you so much, Deanna. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. I think everybody's going to get so much out of this. Your message is incredible. And keep doing what you're doing because it's, it's definitely making an impact. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And that wraps up another episode of Voices of Impact. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you found value in our conversation, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our channel. For more inspiring stories and actionable advice, make sure to hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. Also, we would love to hear your thoughts and takeaways, so please leave us a comment below. And remember, no matter where you are on your journey, you have the power to climb higher and chase your summit. Until next time, Summit Chasers, keep pushing forward and stay inspired.